It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 600 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains in the NHL calendar has officially turned its page to the 2022-23 season, and it's shaping up to be a big one for the Ottawa Senators in free agency. And Ross, it may look like we're going on vacation with these shirts, but we are getting down to business as the free agent market opens. And let's hope Pierre Dorian can continue this absolute heater that he's been on and keep forming a great team for the Ottawa Senators. The streets are talking, the insiders are buzzing, so we'll get into all things free agency. And for the record, we are recording just after 9 a.m., so things are subject to change. One thing that's already happened in concrete is Cam Talbot is now a member of the Ottawa Senators, a one-for-one trade from Minnesota in exchange for Philip Gustafson. All that coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. For making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, July 13th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like the video by clicking the thumbs up, subscribing to Locked On Senators channel, and leave a comment below. And all I want to comment today is welcome home, Claude Giroux. By the time you are listening to this, there is great potential that Claude Giroux is the newest member of the Ottawa Senators. What a time to be alive, Ross. I mean, it's honestly baffling what's happening here because we talked yesterday about the Matt Murray trade and that was a big deal. And then that led us into the conversation of, okay, how how are the Sens going to work their goaltenders? Boom, Pierre Dorian figures it out. Okay, we talk about the Debrinket trade. All right, that's one of the top two lines fully figured out, but we probably might need another top six forward. Now it sounds like the Ottawa Senators are legitimately the front runners for Claude Giroux. And it's being reported all over the place. Like you said, Lelims Martian and the streets are buzzing. <laughs> and if you would have told me a month ago, Ross, if you would have lined up all these things, we would have had our typical conversation of you flying to the sun and me catching you and trying to pull you back down. But I don't have to do that anymore because I actually believe these good things can happen to our team. It is a great feeling, feeling that the things you feel like your team needs to do actually get done. We haven't had that feeling in years. And now it's happening. We're wearing floral shirts on a Wednesday podcast. Let's go. Oh my God, I just wanted to let that one ride out a little bit. Now we should say nothing is official yet, as there are still three hours before (laughs) the... I'm getting ahead of myself even, that's what's happening here. We do not know, we could speculate maybe in segment two what a contract could look like between the Ottawa Senators and Claude Drew, but this morning was really where 
what hope turned into probability when Bob McKenzie comes out of semi-retirement, probably waking up with Bobby Margarita cans scattered all around. And he says, as it is typically on free agency day, there are a few signings that could happen right away. You know, some pretty good agreements that are there. Here's the exact tweet. UFA period opens at noon and we're on air at 11 a.m. with TSN Hockey Free Agent Frenzy. As usual, deals in place and players already reportedly ties to teams such as Campbell to Edmonton, Kemper to Washington, Cop to Detroit, and Claude Giroux to the Ottawa Senators. It will be a busy day. That is from Bob McKenzie. And when Bob speaks, it usually comes to fruition and no quicker example than the NHL draft where he was putting out the picks before they happened in the top five. And what gives me even more comfort, Ross, is we haven't seen, and not that this really happens ever, but we haven't seen contradicting reports. Not that Bob McKenzie usually has people contradicting his reports, but it's all been agreement. Pierre Lebrun also mentioning it seems like he's going to be the front runner. And I think at this point, and I'm sure you guys probably talked about this, the fact that Claude Giroux is at a point now where his family is a very important part of his life and his wife and kids, they want to be in Ottawa. It's a great place to grow up. As you know, look how you turned out. It's a great place to grow up. So why wouldn't they want to be in that area? They already have a house there. This team is coming together. Claude Giroux doesn't have to be the man here. If he wants to come here, it's all lining up. Claude Giroux was the number one Faceoff man in the National Hockey League over the course of the last number of seasons. He brings immediate credibility. We're already seeing the national media starting to say, oh man, the Sens could be building something over here. Like acquiring a two-time 40-goal score wasn't enough. Now we know that the decor is still under construction. And Darren Dreger just put out the most insider of insider tweets of, of all time. And for, for the few clowns out there, and you know what, it, it's all to each their own. But I love the streets, and we're going to continue to to give props. At Leems Martian was on with us in our live stream last night at uh, 500 people at the same time. Talk about the, the vibe around the Sens, yeah. being able to pump it up at that amount. So thank you to everyone who tuned in. I also posted, and we're going to get to the Cam Talbot trade later, I had a discussion with Seth Tupal, our boy. He actually joined us on the live stream briefly too, but from Locked On Wild, he gives yep. us the lowdown on Cam Talbot. Really excited to hear your thoughts on the trade too, Pilsy, because we know that you've been a Gus supporter through the Seattle expansion draft and the way he was kind of dicked around, for lack of a better term, over the last season, up and down, not getting consistent starts. But before we get to that, we still have to get into the decor. And Pilsy, I want you to read this one because read the one that I like there. Does, does that say anything? <laughs> for people listening here Darren Dreger tweets Mackenzie Weger rumors to Ottawa and elsewhere continue to drift however the Panthers and Weger continue discussions on an extension decisions to be made I don't know what that means breaking um, news Mackenzie Weger will either be traded or he'll stay where he is yeah and things continue to move along and decisions will be made so if you <laughs> yeah. weren't sure if decisions were going to be made now you know Oh man, that that's awesome! I absolutely love that. Uh, it's that time of year, you know. You, you get all these different reports, but one thing seems to be certain, and it's going in the right direction to bring Claude Giroux home. Now, I, I said later on we'll touch on what a contract could look like, but sticking with the decor, like, do you think Pierre Dorian makes a move for a defenseman today, or is this something that could drag out 
throughout the rest of the offseason because it seems like they're going to go the trade route if and when they address it. We've heard Chikrin's name, Uyghur's name. It just seems like, and not that outside of Josh Manson, I don't know if there's a right-hand defenseman that I really see being a fit in a top four. No, I would agree with you, Ross. I mean, Klingberg's there, but he's he's not he's the guy. Get he's going to demand a lot of money. And he's not the style of player the Sens are looking for. Am I saying he's a bad player? Absolutely not. No. But it's just not the right fit. I agree with you. Manson would be the guy I'm looking at here. But it sounds like, and Elliot Friedman was talking about it, Manson might go back to Anaheim. Like, this might be the the trade and re-sign kind of situation here. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And... It's much better to trade for these type of defensemen that already have some years on their contract because especially right-hand shot defensemen in the free agent market, they can command a pretty penny and it's usually not worth uh, not worth uh, shoring up and giving them massive contracts. Yeah, and that's fair. I don't even know what the cost would be. And there's a lot of talk going around about that 2023 first round pick. And we know the 2023 draft is expected to be loaded. Top to bottom, I was saying on the stream yesterday, Zach Benson's a guy I got to see really closely this year with the Winnipeg Ice, and he's ranked 7th. I thought he was better than Savoy and Geeky this year, and those were two top 11 picks, and he's he was 16, 17 years old. So I'm, I'm really thrilled for that draft, but at the same time, dude, if you have an opportunity to, to – it seems like if and when Giroux signs, there's just one missing piece here to make this a playoff team, and that's a top four right side i'm gonna say right side not right shot because chikrin is a left shot but does play the right side it really seems like that's the missing piece and that's it like i can't think (laughs) of any other i know it sounds crazy and it sounds crazy this team is 17 points fans in the background being like oh you're contenders no but honestly at this point we know the holes in this roster and if and when claude Giroux signs with ottawa the forward group perfect i wouldn't change a thing on the forward group and then you just need one more uh defenseman i now would you say ross they need a defenseman to play with shabbat or they need a defenseman to play with sanderson well we know zub is mr flexible he can but that's what anywhere. i mean like are you prioritizing zub to play with sanderson to give him some stability or mm-hmm. do you just love uh, when we saw shabbat and zub together they were a great pair. i know so I that know. works as well but I don't know. Yeah, so so I probably answer, say Shabbat. The Shabbat. I probably say Shabbat. That's that's where I'm leaning to. Like I Shabbat like Uyghur, are you kidding me? Like that's a, that's a pair that not that Zub can't, but that's a pair where you can put them out for 27, 29 minutes every single night and expect very positive results. And we've also seen Zub elevate the play of guys like Mike Riley. So you know that he's able to he doesn't have to play with a good defenseman exactly. to be that. Whereas Uyghur's pretty much played exclusively well, I shouldn't say that because he was hurt a lot Ekblad last year. Out, yeah. But when Ekblad's in the lineup, he played pretty much exclusively with him. So you know that he's got that top pair mentality and he's more of a kind of guy who's gonna play I don't want to call him a thought style, but Sens fans, it's easy to draw that comparison as like the stay at home guy where you just you're in the right spot all the time. You can chip in offensively with a solid um, cycle in the offensive zone or a good D to D. But realistically, when your team has possession, your job is to get the puck to the guy next to you. Yeah. And he's played that role for a number of years now. What a career arc for Mackenzie Weger. I believe he was okay. a seventh round pick. I, he was with the Halifax Mooseheads when I was living there and yeah. he didn't even stand out. Like I was watching Ehlers and Timo Meyer. They were so good. And then there's just this seventh round pick, but 
I was looking through the program and you see he's from Nepean, Ontario. So I was like, okay, I got to keep an eye out for Mackenzie Weger. But next thing you know, man, he's he's really established himself and we know his vibes are immaculate. So he is he's definitely number one on my target list above Chikrin. And that's saying something because Chikrin at 4.6 for the next three years, that in itself is pretty enticing. If you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, and I think we did do this exercise, I would have said Chikrin for sure because he's under contract and the Sens struggle getting guys to stay. But at this point, we we don't have to think like that anymore. Like I can <laughs> I can think positively and I can dream up in the clouds with you, Ross, because they're realistic expectations. And Uyghur, if Drew if and when Drew signs here, <laughs> why? So what number is Claude Drew going to wear, Pilsy? Yeah, that's what we're at right now. Why Coming up you, next on Locked On Senators. Why wouldn't you want to stay on the Ottawa Senators? Why wouldn't you want to re-sign? And yeah, I think, Connor Brown. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. not Connor Brown's fault no, he's uh, in trade rumors and is going to get a payday. And uh, I don't Should we get into the Connor Brown thing, too? I feel like we kind of have glossed over that with all this crazy news. You know what? It's kind of together. From the from the sense that fair they are he could be kind used. of attached. He could yeah. be used to get that top pick. Like for me, Mackenzie Weger, if you can get get him for Connor Brown and the twenty twenty three first that I know some people are super against. You know what? Just to to make the masses happy, I'll make it top two protected because that way it's lottery. That way, like they could miss the playoffs by two points and then win the lottery. I mean, they're not the New York Rangers or New Jersey Devils, so probably not. But yeah, they haven't possible. had Taylor Hall in the system recently, yeah. so yeah. they don't have yeah. that first overall pixie dust sprinkled yeah. all over them. But uh, no doubt. But he, I would say, would you would you make that trade? Twenty twenty three first round pick and Connor Brown. And the thing is, Connor Brown one year left on his contract. Mackenzie Weger one year left on his contract. I think it could be a fit because Florida's losing Claude Giroux, they're losing Mason uh, Marchment, and they yeah. still want to be a competitive team. They need a forward that can help them right now. I don't even think you need to use a first there, Ross, Uh, especially a 2023 first, which everyone agrees holds more value than other uh, um, drafts, but you have to top two protect it. And this is where I'm going to, I got to bring things back down to level because when the Duchesne trade happened, not a single person on earth thought that this was going to come crashing down like it did. So you just never know when the Carlson trade happened. I I don't think anyone thought that the San Jose Sharks would have been in a position to select Tim Stutzla. With Chicago, I think people did, though, when they traded their first for Seth Jones. People were like, huh? Yeah, that's one I think (laughs) uh, a lot of people uh, were scratching their heads at, and that's a whole other animal. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Like Connor Brown could do similar things that Claude Giroux would bring to the Florida Panthers, and I think it would make sense kind of making that move for both teams. So at, at this point, draft picks... The only use for them that I see is to acquire talent. I don't. I love the draft. I I covered the draft solo this year and I had a blast. But I don't give a damn about draft picks anymore. That was the old Senators, and now all I want is to get this team together because they have put themselves in position to succeed, and I want to see some wins. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing as well, Pilsy. Well said. We'll get into all this conversation and the Claude Giroud talk. What could a contract look like if he does come to Ottawa? And we're going to finish the show with Cam Talbot because we're hoping as you listen to this, maybe you have to pause, maybe you get out of the car, whatever. We want you to have what could age quickest, 
first, and then we'll finish off the show talking about the Senators' newest goalie in Camp Talbot. But first, let me tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. I know, I know, it's the summer, but is there anything more fun than betting on tennis or F1? I absolutely love it. And at Bet Online, you can do just that. They've got everything you need from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is even going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just one sport, it's all sports. BetOnline.net. Hockey, boxing, UFC, everything at BetOnline.net. Just head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. All right, Pilsy. We are now at 9.15. Two yeah, hours we need to be doing timestamps. This is the minutes. day where it's important. Yeah. My <laughs> God. We're going to get this out as quick as possible. The turnaround time. Maybe even go and get the Wi-Fi all hooked up. Disconnect everyone else in the house and make sure that That's we right are here. able to get this yeah. out for the people here at Locked On Centers. And we can't thank you enough for making us your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday, joining us on this journey. Pilsy, I don't have the record handy, but I have tweeted it before. The win-loss record since we started doing a daily Ottawa Senators podcast, it's not good. It's embarrassing, Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> yep. So uh, we've seen a lot of L's, and I uh, I kept that L going there because it's been a lot L's. of L's. Uh, but the winds of change are here, and I feel it. I feel it as well, Pilsy. I really do. It's, it's really a great time to be an Ottawa Senators fan. And now the curiosity becomes if Claude Giroux signs in Ottawa. We heard yesterday. We heard yesterday with Darren Drager, there's an excellent chance. The streets have been barking for days. We've also now gotten the Bob Fathers stamp. We've heard David Pagnotta from the fourth period. The buzz continues. Uh, Even Elliot Freeman said the Senators are the front runners for Claude Drew. They said the Senators and the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers have $4 million in cap, and they don't have anybody signed. So... The Ottawa Senators are the front runners for Claude Giroux. Does that change what the contract is? Or if you're Pierre Dorian, you leave no shadow of a doubt, no negotiation. You just say, this is our first offer and it's going to be your best offer, but we need you in Ottawa. It just gives him that hope. Like, let's be clear. He's going to wear a letter from day one next season. Absolutely, yeah. And the thing is, Pierre Dorian is finally flexing his leverage. We had years where all the leverage that the Ottawa Senators have was just 
pissed away. Now Pierre Dorian is finally being like, yeah, sure, there's other options, but we have more cap space. We have a better, younger core than everyone else. We are putting the right pieces in play. We have arguably one of the best goalie tandems in the league. Sure, we don't have, like, I'm not about to say Forsberg is is better than Vasilevsky or Shesterkin or whatever, but I'm talking about the tandem. On any given night, you have a goalie that gives you a great chance to win. All we need is some veteran leadership, some help in the face-off dot, somebody that wants to be here, and we can really make things work. And then, obviously, plus uh, some help on the D, D side, but that's not the, the talk with Claude Giroux. So, I think at this point, the Senators, the only way they lose out on this is if they lose on themselves. You know what I mean? Like if they don't fully go for it, if they don't fully uh, use their leverage to bring right. G home. Yeah, 100%. And uh, coming across the wire right now, our good friend Darcy Cudmore, a uh, friend of the show, saying that um, on Fan 590 right now, there is speculation the Senators are also interested in... John Klingberg. So this is going to just be a crazy day. I have heard that, but I don't. I don't see I how that makes it. sense. It's, I know because Klingberg's gonna. He's gonna want a deal that'll take him to the end of his career, seven years, and he's gonna want gotta be eight million at least, eh? Yeah. Like he, he's probably looking for the Dougie Hamilton deal, at least something close to it. Yeah, I, I would actually prefer them not to bring in John Klingberg. Agreed. Yeah. So it's not necessary. Like. It would be great, but he's not the right person at the right time. Yeah, no, I agree. But we will look keep at us, posted. Ross. We're we're like the best right hand shot free we're agent. Good. We don't need him. We don't want we're him. Good. Like wow, we're oh good. how the times have changed. What kind of contract? Give me a prediction for Claude Giroux's contract. How many years do you think he sticks? If and when he signs with Ottawa, and uh, what could the AAV be? I'm thinking three years makes sense for everyone, right? Because when when you're looking at how the NHL world industry works these days, typically all deals are done with GMs being like, we know you're sewering us on this final deal, but we'll put it in to get the deal done. And if we have to buy you out, trade you, retain salary, do whatever on that final deal, we'll do it. And I feel like three years, I don't, it's it's so hard to tell. I, I, I'm going to say over six million for sure. Yeah, between so, six and eight million for three years. I know that's a wide. I know that's a wide range. Between one and is, eight years, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but, one and seven. One and seven. But the range is there because how much is Claude Rue going to be like? I'm willing to take a bit of a discount because I appreciate what you guys are doing here. Or how much is Claude Rue being like? This is my first time hitting free agency. I'm going to milk it. And if yeah. he wants to milk it. Fine. Pay the man. The Senators yeah. have the cap space and he's what they need. So I, it's it's so hard to tell. So that's why I'm being uh, very conservative there. But that's that's I'm set on three years. So I'll lock in at that somewhere between six and eight million. Claude Giroux. I mean, what more can you say about this guy? 923 NHL points. You know what? I'm going to go out on a hot take here before we end the Claude Giroux discussion. Claude Giroux will hit a thousand points next season with the Ottawa Senators. He's at what, 923? Yeah, 77 points. Ooh, I, I like that because it's it's hot enough that it's like interesting, but it's also not insane. Like he no. put him on a line with Stutzel and Dabrinkit. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's hopefully crazy. tomorrow we're talking about where Claude Giroux fits in best with the Ottawa Senators. Oh, I've already got him in with uh, Dabrinkit. You've already done your prep for it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The process <laughs> has been completed of uh, where I see him going there. And Pilsy, Ross, do you want to go? Want to go even further? Can I confirm okay. another hot take? He's at 95 playoff games. He'll reach 100 next year with the Ottawa Senators. Oh yeah, when the Ottawa Senators do the gentleman sweep on the Leafs, that'll do it. <laughs> um, but the real—I'm not even really so much focused on Claude Drew's points, Ross. It's the faceoffs. This is a man who has over 17,000 faceoffs and a 55.8% success rate. It's incredible. Like you, you want sample size? How about seventeen thousand faceoffs worth of sample size and a fifty-five point eight success rate? It's it's amazing. And what have we talked about this whole time? Tim Stutzla moving the center has been amazing for him. But when you're winning faceoffs, like Stutzla's faceoff percentage is almost half of what Giroux's is. Like he's in the thirties. You cannot get it done when you're chasing the heels every time. When you're losing those ozone draws. And it's just being turned over and Alex Dabrinkit is sitting there, a uh, 40-goal scorer, and he's not getting a chance to work in the offensive zone because Tim Stutzel's losing faceoffs. And that's not Stutzel's fault. It takes time. He just transitioned to center in the NHL. It takes time to do that. So bring in a guy that can help him with that. And Giroux is perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect. And uh, another very – I'm going to say eh, perfect's a little bit of a stretch. I almost did it just for the segue – I don't know if Cam Talbot's perfect, but he's certainly a good fit with Ottawa. Before we get to that, any final thoughts on Claude Giroux? Before we, uh, hopefully next time we talk to him, uh, we'll be able to show a nice photo of him wearing the Sens colors. Welcome to Ottawa, Claude Giroux. All right, Pills, you got a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors here. Yes, I do. And uh, hey, normally I would segue this, Ross, with being like, oh, Claude Giroux, he's going to need uh, to get his car fixed to head on over to Ottawa from Florida, but he's already here. And if he was doing a road trip, though, what I would suggest to him is get his car all ready to go with Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure sitting in a crappy waiting room on old chairs from the 90s, drinking stale coffee and reading magazines that are five weeks old, when you can do it all from the comfort of your own home? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, two decades. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pilsy, how fitting that we hit 600 episodes of Locked On Senators. And yesterday I said, how fitting is it that we hit 599 and we get to talk about a goalie trade? Well, we get to do it again because less than 24 hours after trading Matt Murray to the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Ottawa Senators make a one-for-one goalie trade with the Minnesota Wild. Sending Philip Gustafson, 24 years old, one-way contract, one-year RFA at expiry for 35-year-old Cam Talbot. I was a little surprised 
when I saw he was 35. I know he's been around a while, but he was also a late bloomer in the first place, which kind of feeds in to just that. But I've already covered it with Seth Dupal. I covered it with Martian last night. You can go get those on demand on YouTube exclusively. Pilsy, your silence is deafening. What are your thoughts on this trade? I know most people probably know that I've been a Gus supporter. I've been uh, really kind of letting people know I think he hasn't been given a fair shot. I think there's talent there. He's the goalie they protected in the expansion draft. But I love this deal. And it's so funny that we're (laughs) – remember the days – when Pierre Doran was adamant they were going to use three goalies. Two of those goalies are now gone. <laughs> like, is, like, it's just crazy. And, like, we talked about it. Was I confident in Forsberg being a true starter? So right around, you know, 50-plus games. And Gustafson right around 30 games? No. I wasn't confident that that's a tandem that could get it done. I had my doubts. And hours later, Pierre Dorian fixes that problem. And... If you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, Gus is in for Cam Talbot one for one. What do you think? I'd be like, that's trash. Like, why would you do that? Gustafson is, he's just on the cusp of getting a chance to prove what he can do. He's 24. He's under team control. He's the guy they protected. Cam Talbot's 35 on an expiring contract. That doesn't fit the Sens direction. The Sens direction has changed. And trying to develop Gustafson into a good backup goalie, you ain't got time for that right now. Because the Ottawa Senators have went from second gear to fifth gear in a matter of days. And at this point, they needed to have two goalies that they could rely on. And I know DJ Smith, when that Cam Talbot trade happened, probably breathed a massive sigh of relief. Because he's like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Last year, he was probably so anxious about, can Forsberg start? Am I pushing him too hard? Do I got to use Murray or Gus? Like, what's going on here? Now he doesn't have to worry about that. And nothing works as well as internal competition in my mind because Forsberg would have been like I'm the guy I gotta bear the weight of this I have to start so many games now he's got a scratch and claw to get those starts that he wants and probably feels he's earned Cam Talbot he just left uh was disgruntled because he he now had competition with Flurry. he's gonna be fired up with a chip on his shoulder being like I can Flurry. maybe that's a tough one but I can out battle Forsberg I can get those those minutes so the competition that it creates is going to force those guys to do better and better. And we already heard about Forsberg's work ethic. We know what a high character guy Cam Talbot is with all the Anderson stuff. Uh, We talked about it, him being the only guy on the bench to give him props, him being uh, very supportive when Anderson was going through that tough time with his wife. Like we know he's a high character guy, so he's going to fit into this system perfectly. And he's excited to get here. The fact that it was one for one is perfect. Again, another great move by Pierre Dorian. Oh my goodness, right? And it just speaks to to where we're at with that's the Ottawa the Senators. Yep. This is this is where for me it re- and that's a great breakdown, Pilsy, but this is where for me it really makes it make sense. What if Anton Forsberg, God forbid, suffers an injury next year? Mm-hmm. Would you be comfortable going night in, night out with Philip Gustafson? No. This upcoming and, season. And yet again, Ross, it would be another example of him being tossed into a situation he's not ready yeah. for and he will not develop properly. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of funny for me. It's so funny for me, actually, that Minnesota did this because we heard Bill Guerin put his foot down and say, I don't give I don't give a he's damn. Awesome. 
<laughs> what awesome. what the agent says. He's under contract, and I want him on his team because I want a good goalie tandem with two veterans. Huh, smart thinking, Bill Karen. But <laughs> he ends up changing his mind, and now the Ottawa Senators are the one with two yeah. veteran good tandems. And the funny thing about this is they had their Philip Gustafson in uh, Capo Kakinen. True. Arguably, they had a Very better similar. version of him. Kakinen is only one year older and has over 60-plus NHL games, has better numbers, is a proven, perfect guy to be your backup goalie, and they traded him. And now they're getting a guy that's younger, less NHL games, and coming off, I hate to do it to my guy, Philly Franchise, he's not my guy anymore, but coming off <laughs> a bad year. So, like, Ottawa really has gotten the best of this scenario, and and Minnesota has kind of has to be like, hey, we got a guy that didn't want to be here out, and we got a little bit of cap space. That's their victory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at Philip Gustin's game log, and he went a stretch. Yeah, he bad. had one he had one win in there, the win against Pittsburgh where like in November. That was the that? lone November win. So we gotta we gotta give him props for that. Cause if we went through November without a win, that would have been even worse. But he had one win in a stretch of twelve starts between October 29th, he beat Dallas. Again, he got that one win November 13th. And then his next win was the Adam Goddett shootout game against Vancouver, April 19th. Philzy, that can't be good for your confidence, but I think this is a win-win. Like I say that, and it was a tough year. Philip Gustafson would tell you the same thing, but he's going to go and learn from Marc-Andre Fleury. And how funny is it that he was drafted to Pittsburgh when Fleury was still there? They would have had a couple training camps together. That's so funny. Fleury can't get away from Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, <laughs> even no Bill Garen was his teammate. That's, in that's what I'm saying. Like he just like Pittsburgh just follows him around. But 100%. yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. I again, I'm happy he, for Philip Gustafson. He's getting a better opportunity here for him. But he's still not the goal of the future, right? They've got Wallstead there, but they want him playing games in the AHL. So it's a buffer, but it's an opportunity. He will be a one A one B. But again. It's not the same situation because I think you're probably more confident in a, in a situation where Flurry gets hurt of if Gus can't carry the mail, Wallstead's a, a top, top-tier guy with already multiple years of SHL experience. Like, I love Mad Sogard, but I don't think he's a starter yet at the and NHL level. we can't level. do the Philip Gustafson treatment <laughs> to the next right. guy now. But this is in, in case of injury, like in case of emergency, right? I don't care the excuse or the or reason. Or you make a trade. You get a Mike Condon for a fifth-round pick. Yeah, yeah, not right? uh, Mike, not a Michael McNevin. No. Um, but that's the, the thing. Considerations, like, the Senators, they finally are in a spot where they don't have that awkward third wheel ruining development. They have two goalies they can trust. And, yeah, if it comes down to it and an injury happens, God forbid, then you can get a placeholder that is, is going to be there to help out but isn't going to – crowd crowd things like you don't care about that placeholder once the goalie's healthy you can do whatever you want with him so right i just think this is perfect because i i was a gus guy but ever since sogard came into the picture and went a perfect record when he came to the ahl i had my sights on for, um sogard sorry i'm getting all these uh scandinavian yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, goalies mixed up in my head i, I was i was already penning sogard to be the next goalie of the future i had higher hopes for sogard yeah. and i had higher hopes that his development path would be more more consistent and a better um setup for success so i i think this is perfect it's yet another great trade that just sets the ottawa centers up so good and get this talk about perseverance 
Cam Talbot, after three years playing the OPJHL for the Hamilton Red Wings in 2007-2008, Pilsy, at the University of Alabama Huntsville, known hockey school, he had an 860 save percentage in 13 games. At that point, you're, you're looking for your real estate license. You're looking at law school. You're looking at something else than being a professional hockey player. But then the next year, 907 save percentage in 24 games. And in the third season, played 33 out of 35 games and had a 925. That was enough to get him a look in the AHL. What happens is first game in the AHL, plays 19 minutes, lets in three goals on eight shots. Okay? So there have been enough times. In the next year, he starts in the uh, the East Coast League. Plays two games down there, then gets called up. The numbers just get a bit better, a bit better every year. Plays three Sorry, two full seasons in the AHL, 9.13 save percentage, then a 9.18, then starts the year red hot in 2013-14, 9.24 save percentage. And then he legitimately pushed Henrik Lundqvist for the starting job with the New York Rangers. He had a 9.41 save percentage his rookie year, Pilsy, in 24 games. 9.41, that's Craig Anderson-esque in his years where he was close to the Vesna. Then 9.26, 9.17, 9.19. Those last two were with Edmonton. He's moved around a little bit. There's been some ups and downs. The little stretch he had in Philly was yeah, not good. I saw that. That was a random one to me. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that whole year wasn't good. It was like a nine or an eight ninety save percentage. But he's bounced back. He played great with Minnesota. Unfair situation that he was put in this year in the postseason. Just getting that one game against, I, I believe totally it was unfair. It, Lewis, it was game right? seven. It was game seven they put him in. Game six. Game six. But facing elimination. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're just like, okay. So I'm not judging him on that performance. Where he allowed four goals on 26 shots. But this season, he was solid, man. If they can get a 9-11 to 9-15, which is the two bars that he set over the past two years of save percentage, that's perfect. But in a pinch, this guy can be an everyday starter. Pilsy, in 2016-17, that year where he had that great moment where he stayed out and congratulated Craig Anderson for the shutout. That was such an emotional video. Go oh check God, that out. Yeah. Steve Lloyd tweeted out. We put it out at Send Central. Um, he played 73 games that year. Wow. Wow. Holy the, crap. Yeah. 73 games that year. The year after, 67. This guy can, can carry the mail and be an everyday guy. Now he's 35 years old. You're not expecting that of him, but he has that ability, and he just gives you a safety net if – Forsberg regresses, which I don't think he will. We hear how hard this guy works. We hear how mature he is. And I think Forsberg, the sky's the limit for him. First year of a three-year contract. But to have a 1A, 1B tandem, which we see across the NHL now, gone are the days of Marty Broder, Patrick Waugh, and Dominic Hasek playing every single game. Although, funny enough, Cam Talbot did with Edmonton a little while ago. But to have a successful team, you need to have goalies in and out, in and out, get rest, get proper recovery, and be ready to go when they're in net. I absolutely love this trade. And it also, funny enough, it's 24 hours before a free agency. It sends a message that we're building a team that's not only going to be top-heavy with two-time 40-goal scorer and Alex Dabrinkit. We care about the depth of this team as well, and we're here to compete. 
Yeah, I, I got a couple things to hit on uh, from from that rant, and uh, the you love like look at Forsberg and Talbot. You just mentioned the adversity he went through. How about the adversity Phil uh, Forsberg? Whoops, Anton Forsberg has gone through. Like these two goalies have been through a bunch of stuff, and they've battled out, and they've come out to the better side. And Ross, I almost think you're being too conservative, like saying that Talbot is a safety net and it's a good uh, option to have. He might beat out Forsberg for starts here. Like, let's not kid ourselves. The last season he just had, like Liam's Martian said, he was an all-star. Like, he he had a really good season. And he he made things uh, difficult for the Minnesota Wild. They brought in Flurry, but he still made things difficult for them. Marc-Andre Flurry is an incredible goalie. So I really think that it's not a foregone conclusion that Forsberg's the 1A guy. I think Talbot's going to push him, and they might have kind of flipping, like, okay, he's the 1A. Okay, now he's taking over. Like, it's just so good to see that. And the fact that um, they're able to get both these guys right now, like, it's been so long since they've had two reliable goalies, and I, uh, it's, it, it's just amazing that this has worked out like this. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how these two goalies push each other. And Zach Burke is going to have uh, a very, very different season than he's seen in the past with his goalie group. Oh, cannot wait to see how this develops through the offseason. What moves are coming up next? Now, I want to end off today's show with a little bit of a look back into the crystal ball, Pilsy. And I, I searched at Sense Central Giroux. I wanted to see when was the first time that we <laughs> tweeted out Claude Giroux, and it turned out I was uh, replying to a tweet about the 2022 free agent class on February 25th, 2021. 17 months ago, (laughs) I said Giroux will be 35 and has already made his money. Just spitballing, but what about a two-year, 10 million-ish deal, so two years, 5 million per, to finish his career and raise his young family at home? Pillsy, I'm not saying that this was foreshadowing, but it certainly shows how long Claude Giroux and his pending... UFA status as it is now 9:40 a.m. what this means for the Ottawa Senators going into free agency. Yeah, and that's the, it's the message that's being sent not only to the fans, not only to other other players, but to, to the league. Like they're putting the league on notice. The Ottawa Senators you have known for the last couple of years are dead. Those are not the same Ottawa Senators you're going to see from now on. Like we have two Competent goalies. We have a 40-plus goal scorer in their prime. We have two top six centermen in Josh Norris and Tim Stutzla. Our captain, Brady Kachuk, is ready to lead these guys into battle. We have a coach that has these guys running through the wall for him. Like, other than getting the veteran leadership, if and when Claude Giroux signs, and then getting that top four defenseman, a guy to play with Tom Shabbat, This team is poised to have a successful season and be a tough battle night in, night out. And not not that chat of, oh, yeah, it was it was hard to play Ottawa like they really battle hard. And you're trying to say nice things about a weaker opponent. That's not going to be the case this time. It's I think it's going to be the Ottawa centers are going to be the sportsmanship guys when the Leafs come through town. Like, oh, yeah, they got a lot of top talent. It's going to be hard to beat them. Bam, six nothing win. Look out. It's going to (laughs) be incredible. And the tides have changed. Sens fans, welcome. Welcome to the new age. All right. We'll be back to break down the new age tomorrow right here on Locked On Senators. And stay tuned on YouTube if and when free agency opens in just over two and a half hours. We will be 
back for an initial reaction to any potential trade that could go down. But for today, we say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.